Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. Today, I am chatting with narrator Ramona Masters. Welcome, Ramona. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, and how you got started? Um, so I started in 2015. Um, I had just had a child a little bit before, and um, I had been doing theater for years and years and years, and um, living... I, I lived in Chicago. Now I live outside of Chicago, but um, you get paid peanuts doing theater in Chicago. You get paid nothing and they expect so much of you. It's it's not a union town for theater. So I just decided I would give the theater up because I, I just, I didn't really have another choice. And I, I could not give up acting. So I, I just, I set up a recording booth in a closet in my old house and um, I started doing commercial voiceover and I was doing um, the pay to play websites where you have to, you know, pay a fee to join the website and they'll give you auditions and they're not great. No, I wouldn't advise them for <laughs> aspiring voiceover people. However, I did get my first audiobook gigs through those websites and they actually did pay really well. And that was sort of my jumping point was a set of um, five romance audiobooks that they, they described as like sweet romances, but they were oh not boy. sweet romances. They were very dirty romances. <laughs> and, um, and now here I am. What is it? Seven years later? Oh, my wow. gosh. <laughs> Time yeah. flies. I was just about to say that how time flies yeah. and 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 things improve and all that fun stuff. I love it when mm -hmm. authors provide that description of like, oh, it's sweet. And I'm like, well, what's your <laughs> or, or or some say, oh, it's spicy. I'm like, well, what's your definition of spicy or sweet and stuff like that? Because right. for some, it's like, oh my God, that was so spicy. And others, the reviews will bust out with it didn't have enough spice smut and all that fun stuff so i'm like we all need to figure out the definitions first <laughs> yeah like these books these books it said sweet but it was totally just like 50 shades of gray style you know like it, it was very like bdsm kink. yeah kink stuff which i don't care mm -hmm. but you know thinking that, that doesn't it's fall be, like, <laughs> yeah that doesn't fall in i mean even though he might be very nice and the couple might be super mm -hmm. sweet that's mm -hmm. um bdsm does not fall into that category <laughs> and i had never i had never read 50 shades of gray so i i had never really read any romance novels at that point Ooh. so when i was oh going into it thinking that it was going to be sweet <laughs> and then it was very much like nipple clamps and like oh my <gasps> god but welcome you know. to romance exactly it was it was a a, a, a christening yeah. we'll, we'll say and yeah you jumped in head first exactly <laughs> wow and then it paid for my new kitchen floor so oh, sweet was, that was great yeah did you often look at those floors and go, hmm, nipple clamps, got it. Not so bad. Okay. <laughs> well, we sold, <laughs> we sold that house just shortly after. So, um, 
you know, I, I as as I think about the new house that we're living in, that's when I'm like, oh, nipple clamps. Oh, this, this, that, that helps me sell that last house, those nipple clamps. So, <laughs> Yeah, romance can help in many different ways. Exactly. <laughs> well, so you had not read anything before. And, mm-hmm. and here you are seven years later, completely, in, you know, totally involved in it, immersed in it from, you know, contemporaries to all sorts of different genres for you. Mm-hmm. Do you find that you have a favorite genre within romance to narrate? I, I really like sassy, funny, contemporary romance. I, I really like a slow burn. You know, if, if the, the two people are either friends to lovers or enemies to lovers, but it takes a really long time to get there. I love that. Um, I feel like the payoff is so good at the at the end. So um, I really like that. But mm-hmm. I also really like doing really dark stuff, like kidnapping and like mafia and those kind of things. I, I like the dark emotional stuff too. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, something for everybody, which is one mm-hmm. of the reasons why I love the genre. And it's interesting, too, because even within some of those genres that like used to just be mobsters and you would on- automatically think, OK, there might be a kidnapping. Someone mm-hmm. offended the family years ago and now <laughs> the vendetta has occurred. Mm-hmm. And but no, no, they're going dark. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like dark, 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 you know, and not speed of black dark. I'm talking about like a lot from psychological ish traumas and to physicals and stuff like that. And the warnings are always good to have them in, in advance for the trigger warnings because yeah. you never know nowadays, mm-hmm. but they can be fun too for those that but enjoy I like, it. I love that stuff. The, the psychological stuff where you're like, oh, so that's why she's crazy about getting vengeance because she had this trauma or like, that's why she wants this bad boy because in her, you know, it, when she was a kid, she had this example. You know, I, I love that stuff. Yeah. Kind of almost it makes me wonder, like, where, where are the psychological romance thrillers? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> those are probably in there like yeah. that's technically dark romance. I'm like, ah, OK, got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In these seven years, how has your process evolved from that moment of getting cast to when you're done with the files? Like, what have you learned? I mean, like, I knew nothing when I did those <laughs> first books. And I was a very upfront. I've never done an audiobook before, but I really want to. And I, I knew nothing. So my process has evolved so much. I mean, those those first books, I, I didn't know what punch and roll was. I, I was working in um an upstairs closet for the first book in that clump and I was like I can't do this I hear everything I hear every every car that drives by every bird so I you know I I have just progressively gotten like deeper and deeper into um seclusion until now I have a a booth that I bought in my house I know how to do punch and roll I have much better equipment everything I I didn't read the books beforehand for those first ones (laughs) and now that is certainly not the case any longer I just feel like everything everything's different and I would certainly not recommend doing what I did (laughs) I would say 
know something about audiobooks before you just jump in. Everything has changed about my process. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, there's always something, you know, you have to evolve and, and learn and things like that. Mm -hmm. So question now becomes, are you the color coding spreadsheet kind of a girl or you're one of those like you highlight just one or two colors and then that's it kind of a thing? So when I look at my manuscripts, when I do my first read, I will write a list of all the characters. I don't do any highlighting. I just write out a list of all the characters and then just put like a little like shorthand about who they are in re relationship to the central character. And then I'll probably like cast them as either, you know, a famous actor or a friend of mine, somebody in my life. And that's about all the prep that I do. Just read through the manuscript and then sort of make sure I know who each of the characters are. If I have a, a picture in my head about who that character is, then I can like lock into it and and just know when I get to those characters in in my recording. Ah, yes, that's that's Hugh Grant. That's uh, I don't know. I can't think of anybody else. Chris Pine. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Also with the accents, I know sometimes it's it's important. That's why it's important to prep rather because mm -hmm. sometimes you know it doesn't get said until chapter seven that he has an accent of fill in the blank. Do you have a favorite accent to perform? Um, well, I, so I am half Colombian. So I like to do Latin, various Latin accents because I feel like it comes naturally and, and I can just, you know, think of, think of that half of my family. <laughs> um, so I like doing those. Um, I'm not like the, the, accent queen like some people i think of some some audiobook narrators i know who are just like jukeboxes with their accents just like bam bam i can do it all irish english australian i can do everything <laughs> i'm not that person um frankly my 10 year old son is much better at accents than i am and sometimes i'll like if i have like a little character with an accent i'll go over to him no. okay, how would you say this with an irish accent and he'll just do it and i'll be like oh okay yes i got it and uh yeah so <laughs> well you know you got to use your resources exactly <laughs> you know and, and you're all set there you know that's who needs google mm -hmm. you know for that oh my god that is so cute and adorable <laughs> <laughs> he watches so much soccer and uh -huh. he hears all of the, the oh, different accents yeah. on the broadcasts. And yes. he just like he has an ear for it. So with uh, uh, being half Colombian, are you also then bilingual as far as speaking Spanish? I'm not bilingual, but I'm trying to be. So I grew up in Massachusetts and my mother was literally the only ethnic person in our area like there was nobody else so um she, she tried to teach my older brother and he went to school when he was in like kindergarten or first grade and said some words in spanish and he got teased for it and he said i'm never speaking spanish again and um she just gave up trying to uh -huh. teach us so I am now, and, and then I took Latin in high school. Oh, God. I don't know why I took Latin. <laughs> why? <of all> <laughs> but um, 
I know it's so stupid. So then, um, like now, I am trying to learn Spanish. I I have I have a tutor every week, teaching me, and um, I I'm just very very shy about it, and I have to get past that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I I speak it, um, but mm-hmm. it's very conversational. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and when it comes down to reading and writing it, I am that of a five-year-old where I'm sounding everything out and I'm going los pollitos dicen pio, mm-hmm. pio, pio. Yeah. Cause it takes me half an hour to read a paragraph. <laughs> so I understand. Yeah. Even though we were living in Miami, which was completely immersive in Spanish culture, the rule was English right. outside the, the house and Spanish in the house. And, you know, we, you spent eight days out and stuff like that, even though you know, because of school, eight hours a week, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But um, I always had issues with um, some of the rules as far as the accents and the the, the sounds mm-hmm. some of these letters make. So that's the other thing too. And I'm going, yeah, Spanish can be easy. But when you're like, is that a J sound or a K sound? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what gets you tripped up. So then are you practicing that at home too then to kind of get yourself more immersed? Yes. I. It's something I've been really working hard toward, like, it's it's one of those things that with the the pandemic having extra time the 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 woman who i who tutors me she started doing zoom lessons so i was like okay i'm taking this opportunity now during the pandemic with all this time and i just i'm working really hard toward it and um it's just so important to me to 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 not lose all of that, you know, to not, to not let that part of my heritage and my culture, to not let that just slide by the wayside. So yeah, working very hard on that. And I do it like I, I can do um, Spanish in audiobooks, And I frequently do, especially under my other name, the other name that I narrate under, because I can like read it with no problem and i have like a a decent general sounding spanish accent when speaking in spanish but yeah the the converse i could i i am conversational with my spanish but i just get so timid oh i know it's it's uh it yeah i mean to this day sometimes um it'll come out and i mean i'm still remember having those because you're also by i mean at the end of the day you are bilingual um, mm-hmm. especially if, as you know, more languages, your brain starts trying to figure out, okay, you're speaking in English, but this one word that you want to say next, we're going to say it in Spanish and, uh, or you're in Spanish mode and mm-hmm. you're like, well, that one word you're going to say it in English. And I'm like, Spanish, 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 fence. And I'm like, and my mom's looking at me like, <laughs> what? I go, I don't remember mm-hmm. how to say fence in Spanish. <laughs> mm-hmm. So things like that. Yeah. They would make fun of me all the time. But, you know, mm-hmm. you live and you learn. But I love the fact that you do narrate in Spanish. And I think it's also a, you are a perfect example of the diversity and the variety within the Spanish culture. Because I think that while it's still great mm-hmm. that we are learning to be more inclusive and people are, are writing these characters in not every individual that is Latin or of Latin descent has a Mexican accent. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think that that's important and, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I struggled a lot growing up because I, I don't look particularly Latin. Like I, 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 I look more like my father's side, which is Finnish. And, um, I, 
having just a, a neutral American accent, not really speaking Spanish when I was younger, mm-hmm. and not really looking it, I felt like I didn't have the right to claim my heritage. Oh, darling. Which is yeah. so stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in like the 90s, like we, we, I just feel like we thought differently about these things. And I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just nice now mm-hmm. that I don't, that there's more celebration of it. Yeah. At no, least in certain circles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I will say, I think that there was, even within the community as, as well, the, there was a lot of people that would look down upon those first uh, generation Americans of, by, of mm-hmm. you know, of Latin parents, because especially back in those days, um, our parents mm-hmm. were very much about immersing us in the American culture because they lived here. And so they, right. there's a lot of stuff that was lost in, you know, in, in that, whether it was the language or the history or the, you know, the culture of sorts. And you were then also looked at as not being Latin enough. Right. And that's mm-hmm. something too, that happens in other cultures where you're not Asian enough or you're not Pacific, you know, all this other stuff. And yeah, just because totally. either you come from a mixed back. Yeah. And that's not cool. But I'm glad mm-hmm. that we're having those conversations more and more. And the authors are including a diverse mm-hmm. group of characters in their books. And they're asking for, we need a Latina narrator, or we need a, you know, African-American yeah. narrator. We need an Asian Pacific n- narrator and all this stuff. And that's mm-hmm. really great. You know, I agree. Plus, of course, cursing and saying some lovely, loving words in different languages is always a plus, <laughs> especially in romance. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just something about saying certain things in Spanish that, um, especially that works so well in romance books, <laughs> both <laughs> both when you're pissed off and when you're in the sexy mm-hmm. times. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And <laughs> then you were talking about having uh, the romantic comedies and the sassy characters and so that as a favorite. Mm-hmm. Is there a type of scene in a book, regardless of the genre, that that you really truly love doing, whether it's that first time that they meet um, or maybe the sexy times or, you know, the banter. So I would say that my favorite, you know, as I mentioned, I like the slow burn. I would say the scene, the scene like before Mm. the sexy times comes when they're like really fighting it, when they really don't want anything to happen yet, Mm -hmm. but it's like there and, and, the tension is there and the sexual magnetism mm, yep. is like well, they won't them together, but they're not giving into. Yeah. yeah, I just love that. I love that, like, just kiss, come on, just do it. And then they don't. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's always Because you know it's coming. Yeah. I mean, it's sooner or later it's going to happen. But I know sometimes it's authors. I, I wonder sometimes as authors that write those slow burns that are like, mm-hmm. got you next chapter. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I yeah. just, I don't know. There's just something that I, I just love so much about it. I just, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Do, um. One of the things that the, uh, a lot of the narrators out in the social media have been doing have been either sharing bloopers when the words get teased in the tongue and they get stuck on something and fuckity fuck 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 comes mm-hmm. out because nothing else does. <laughs> <laughs> or realizing that you've been saying a word wrong or, or incorrectly for a long, long time. 
do you find mm-hmm. that you find yourself also having some of those moments, whether you're having a blooper and if you do, do you record them um, or anything like what's a word that has tripped you up in these lovely multi-sentences <laughs> author books? You know, I, I, I watch a lot of those blooper clips and um, I, I feel like I stop myself before I get to the point where I, you know, like I'll hear the, the uh, error before I would get a chance to, to, to uh, like film it. Like I, I've often thought like, oh, sh- should I do that too? Because, you know, I certainly mess up all the time, but I just, um, I don't know. Like I stop, I stop myself before I think it would be like, it wouldn't get to the funny point. I'm trying to think of words because there have definitely been words where I'm like, um, uh, I, I can't think of any good words. I mean, the only one that comes to my mind is um, T-U-M-U-L-T, um, which, you know, like you could say T, so like tumultuous would be the the uh, adjective, but like the noun T-U-M-U-L-T it's pronounced tumult oh. and not tumult, hmm. which that was one that I was like, really? Huh? So I, I would say that's one, but that's, it's, that's such a lame example. No, those are good. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where there are a lot of words that we sometimes think that we're saying correctly and we're not, or also I think sometimes it's, where you're, you know, where you're from, where you've been living for the most part, if you've only heard mm-hmm. it a specific way. So now that we're significantly, significantly more global than a couple of years ago, I think a lot of times that happens. We're like, wait, how do you say that word? Oh no, we over here say it like this. <laughs> yeah. And over there you say it like that. And then, and then Canada comes in, Steve, <clears throat> um, in there and <laughs> <laughs> with how he says it. And then of course, Gary Furlong has to jump in there. Mm-hmm. I love those guys. They're great. Mm-hmm. They're fun. And, um, and so, you know, it always becomes a hoot. I'm going, oh, okay. That's how we're going to say it. Let's see if I can remember how to do that <laughs> next time. Jeez. You know, because you learn, but at the same time, you only hear it once. Or how often do I use tumultuous? Come mm-hmm. on, you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. as the noun. Yeah. Never. I don't never. think I've ever used it. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Yeah. But you're going to use it now. <laughs> I'm going to find it. I'm going to look up the definition, make sure that I have it in the right contents, because that's also important. And then I'm going to see if today <laughs> the opportunity comes up to use that. And I will send you a note saying, I did it. Exactly. <laughs> I used it. <laughs> that would be my social media post. No one other than you until this airs will know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to hashtag it. If you know, you know. <laughs> And then we're going to have drinks over that at Allure, which you'll be exactly. attending in September. So I'm so excited for that. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this your first I'm convention? I'm excited about it. Um, so I was supposed to go to Book Bonanza in uh, this past month in Texas. Yeah. And my husband woke up with a terrible cold the day I was supposed to leave. Oh. And I was like, is it COVID? And I just felt like I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't leave. So I had to cancel. I've gone to some other like small conventions in Chicago that were mostly more um, geared towards writers. But this is my first like big 
audio yes this is so yes the short answer is yes this is my first <laughs> well it is a first of its kind too because a lot of times mm -hmm. narrators have gone to events just to kind of check it out or they'll get invited by their author mm -hmm. to attend with them and kind of share a table but this is yep. completely utterly focused on the audiobooks and right. you know both the authors and the narrators are both the stars of this versus mm -hmm. how sometimes inclusive of book bonanza it was majority just of the authors. Oh yeah, and by the way, narrators were here too. You know what I mean? But I'm bummed that mm -hmm. you didn't get exactly, a chance to yeah. go because it looked like it was a lot of fun for everybody that attended. Man, husband, when they get sick, they're no fun. They're no help. But um, I'm and, glad and that he's feeling better. I was so excited. <laughs> yes, I was so excited for it because they, uh, one of the events was um, a table read of the Netflix um pilot episode of sex life which was the basis for a uh, basis uh based on the 44 chapters books by bb easton that i narrated and i was going to read the central character in this Aww. table read thing and i was so excited to do it and i couldn't oh so, no them's the breaks oh <sighs> i have to get you to do it out of lore then yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's 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 gonna be such a fun thing i know that a lot of the narrators are excited they're also mm -hmm. a little bit nervous because you know for many of us and myself sure. included it will be the first big event that you know we've done in many years in the past two at least in the past two and a half many years mm -hmm. yeah it seems like many years yeah. doesn't it <laughs> it's only it's only been <laughs> ten and a half baby it it's is. only been ten and a half but yes many moons <laughs> have gone and come um so yeah yeah, I, I am looking forward to it so much. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, and it's not so far for you then because you live on the outskirts, you said, right? No, no, not far at all. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, see. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on the, it depends on the traffic. If there's yeah. a lot of traffic, it's like an hour and a half. If there's no traffic, it's 20 minutes. Nice. So. <laughs> yeah, we have that here too. Yeah. It happens everywhere. That's good to know. Sometimes you're like, God yeah. dang it, Florida, <laughs> of all the other things, this too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it's never as bad um, as it has been in other cities like in Miami. Mm -hmm. When they say sitting in traffic, you're literally sitting there for a while here at least we move seven miles an hour mm -hmm. but we move <laughs> so yeah. wow mm -hmm. so you'll be traveling back and forth or are you actually making it like a long week like a weekend kind of a thing and staying i think i'm going to be traveling back and yeah. forth i'm okay. not totally committed to that yet but i that's what i think i'm going to be doing okay so yeah yeah it's always fun to kind of see that when we get the logos. I have a friend that's maybe about an hour's drive away and she's going to come in and stay mm -hmm. for the events. But I'm like, girl, I love you, right? I'm going to ship you all my stuff uh, <laughs> because <laughs> taking it on the airplane is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. She's like, sure. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so much fun again. And you're looking, do you have a lot, any of the authors that you've narrated? Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, so you get to, will that be your first time meeting them in person? Um, yeah, I have to look through the list again. I feel like it's always changing and updating. Um, yeah, we keep getting more I, new I'm ones. I'm trying to remember who <laughs> I should. I'm, um, I, I, uh, I, but yeah, I, I've met like, I feel like I've met like two authors that I've narrated for in my career. So yeah, I, I am just looking forward to, to meeting some of these narrators who I've worked with True. and never met in person. Like, I think about these these men who 
I've done like duet and dual narrations with (laughs) and like the things we've said to each other and I've never even met them. (laughs) So I'm, I am excited about, I'm excited about that to, to, to meet these people. Yeah. Don't get to meet your peers and like, oh yeah, hey, that's how you sound like off the microphone. Got it. Yes. Because <laughs> that's the other thing too. We, we're used mm-hmm. to hearing you guys on the mics and, you know, mm-hmm. and I know that you guys think all you guys do this. There is a normal talking voice and then it's the, oh, look, there's a mic just up straight. So there's a little bit of a lower tone, you know, and it's yeah, like, oh, it's totally <laughs> true. Yep. <laughs> As much as I would, I I don't want to admit that it's mm-hmm. totally true. <laughs> well, it's, it goes back to that whole, prof- uh, you know, it's a profession. I mean, I, you know, we mumble mm-hmm. in real life conversations. Some of us may have lists and things like that. And, or we mm-hmm. talk really, really fast, which is not a good thing for audiobooks. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want that on, in our books. Right. So, you know, yeah. I mean, people speed up the, the things anyways, but that's different. Then if the narrator mm-hmm. were to speak Speedy Gonzalez, it and <laughs> <laughs> for those that don't get that mm-hmm. reference, Google it, okay? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting you there and uh, hanging out and, and mm-hmm. getting to know all the other narrators and authors that are there that we've either listened to and completely fallen in love with. And then also the authors that have given us these stories that we have also fallen mm-hmm. in love with. So it'll be fun. Totally. Mm-hmm. So aside from the working and the momming and the wifing and all that f- adulting stuff, when you're not working, mm-hmm. what do you do for fun? Um, I'm obsessed with the real housewives. Nah. So I, I love to watch all the Real Housewives shows. I, I, I love to like follow it on social media. And oh, like wow. I'm just crazy for it. I don't know why. I think it's I think it's really because it's all stories about women. Mm-hmm. And you just can't find that anyplace else. Stories about women. And I feel like I I, I you know, I need a hobby. I need it like a, a real <laughs> hobby right now. I feel like I don't I I play Animal Crossing on Nintendo, which is so silly. Um, but I want to like, I want to take up a good hobby, like cross stitch or mm-hmm. um, like knitting or I don't know. I need yeah. to do something like that because uh, right now I feel like I, um, I don't know what to say my hobby would be. I used to paint. Mm-hmm. I don't paint anymore. Um, I just, I feel like. Modern life gets in the way, especially now that the not, not that the pandemic's over, but that it's like less oh, and yes. we're we're expected to go out and do stuff again. Um, now I'm like, who has the time for a hobby? There's just so much to do. <laughs> yeah. Or as soon as you sit down to potentially learn what that hobby may entail, in many cases mm-hmm. you'll have the mom um or you know you know or the can i have this i'm like we live in a two-parent yeah. household dear go ask your dad um <laughs> and then of course dad go ask your mother and i'm like damn it exactly. um <laughs> sound familiar folks <laughs> but yeah i mean life gets in the way but also um mm-hmm. i think that we are really bad at giving us ourselves the permission to do it because you're like you said it life is busy and we have stuff to do no no we don't it's okay to give ourselves Mm -hmm. an hour a day to figure out if we actually like you know you know cross stitching or knitting or painting again or anything like that and and i say this as i struggle with it as well but still it's okay 
you know, we have to do it. it it's, it's, you know, we need to learn. Sooner or later, these kids are going to mm-hmm. grow up and they're going to move out and we're going to be like, I don't know, you know, or retirement happens. And yeah. So it's important to have that me time. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So Hallmark between now and, yeah. and Allure, you're going to okay. give me an update on, on what you're finding to spend time on for you and a, a hobby that you've learned, or at least you've committed to, okay, I realize that, you know, crocheting is something I'm really interested in. Okay. And then yeah. we'll, yeah, I'm going to do way. it. Good. Okay. <laughs> Holding you accountable. Sometimes <laughs> that's the only homework. way to do it yeah. though. That's the only exactly. way to do it sometimes for some of us. You know, I have a friend that checks in all the time. Like, where's your self-care? I'm like, I'm going to do it this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there's your homework. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. I'm keeping you to it, girl. I'm mm-hmm. keeping you to it. But so it seems like I like giving homework because I also give you guys as my guests some homework as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only because I don't like to put you on the spot. But we're going to play a game called Two Truths and a Lie, where you're going to tell us three things about yourself, and we're going to try to figure out of which of those three is the lie. So whenever you're ready. Okay. Number one, I dog sat for Keegan-Michael Key. Number two, I had a small part on just the 10 of us when I was young. Number three, my husband booked a commercial VO before I did. (laughs) Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, kidding, kidding. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Is the lie the husband um, booked the commercial VO before you did? No. Okay. I just, let me tell you this story. This is heartbreaking to me. (laughs) So my husband is a lawyer, not even like a courtroom lawyer. He's like a transactional, like contract lawyer in finance. Uh And, um, he so uh, when we were first married, and I was really just starting to get into voiceover and like doing some of my first voiceover auditions for my agent, she was like, "Okay, so we have a Culver's commercial. Culver's the it's like a burger place in the yeah. Midwest, um, and and it's it's for a, a man and a woman." It, do you have any guy who could read it with you? You like they they the only condition is if they get booked, they have to just do the booking through our agency. So my husband was like, okay, I guess I'll do it. So we did the the audition together, and he booked it, but I didn't. Oh no! <laughs> so, so he like left his lawyer job you know, at lunchtime and, and went and like recorded this Culver's commercial. <laughs> and uh, it, it was incredibly uncomfortable for him. And they like, <laughs> they made him, um, he was supposed to like be eating something and be like, mmm, mmm. And he said they made him eat yogurt and, and then like think sexy things. And he was like, just... <laughs> Oh, just beside himself, wearing his like business suit, recording a commercial voiceover. Oh so, my god! That, no, that hilarious. is a truth. Okay. Yes. Um, that's a truth. You need to mess with him and say, "Hey, honey, I have this duet narration that I have to do, and there's this one scene. Oh my god! That's really going. That 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 I just <laughs> I, I need your help. At least can you just read the lines? You're not going to get cast in this like in the other thing. Thank you. But I need you just to read the lines and just record him. Oh my god! Oh, he, he would be <laughs> beside himself. Oh my god! He would not even say some of this stuff. <laughs> That's the funny part. Um, 
<laughs> All right. So the other option we had was Doug Sanford. Uh, I'm going to kill the name. King. Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Do you know who that is? Keegan no. Michael Key. No, I don't. Um, do you remember? Um, so Jordan. Do you know who Jordan Peele is? Probably if I see or if I. He's he he directed uh the the movie that just came out Nope and um he directed um what were what were the, I, the names are escaping me right now his two big ones um the one where the uh, oh gosh I, I'm gonna look it up right now on my computer uh-huh. um Jordan Peele so they had a okay, show called it. Key and Peele um yeah uh, got it oh, okay just... found them yep see I recognize the face. <laughs> Mm-hmm. there you go okay that get out that was his get out was his big one the mm-hmm. very big one oh there's so, keegan okay, michael key right. got him yeah i know i know who not see the name just escaped me okay. but yes i know who he is yeah. so you dog sat for him or you had a small or part in 10 of us just the 10 of us just the 10 of, the ten of us hmm mm-hmm. i want to say the lie is a small part in just the 10 of us yeah, I mean, after I just went on about so specifically about who Keegan Michael Key was. Well, honestly, yeah, the ten of us was the lie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, I, I mean, I could have put in there Brad Pitt, and I would have been like, you know, Legends of the Falls, mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. If you're a fan, you're a fan. You can totally sub it, okay? But you sat, mm-hmm. you bit, you dog, you dog sat for him. Wow, okay. Dogs yeah. always fun. Mm-hmm. And house sat. I, I yeah. house and dog sat for he and his then wife because my a good friend of mine uh studied with the wife and she and I were moving to Chicago. So she got us a gig house sitting and dog sitting for Keegan Michael Key and his wife. Nice. <laughs> hey, yeah. that's always makes a great story. But exactly. Yeah. Then, oh my god, and the husband with a voiceover. Oh, yeah, this is where I like to mess with the, the, you know, the significant others and the friends when they do that. I'm like, read the line with me, babe. <laughs> just to see their reaction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if it never gets shared, just for your own internal giggles, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you have to keep us. If you do do that, keep me posted. <laughs> just for the reaction, because your laughter was just so awesome from that perspective. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> but isn't it interesting how when it comes down to those commercials the first thing they tell you to do is like mm, think of something sexy yeah to get those amazing. i know seriously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goodness yeah oh my god and that's the thing too when you're narrating you're going with it you're doing the you're kind of reading through your you're acting it out but i don't think you ever stop to mm-hmm. think of i'm going to think of something sexy because that's what you have to kind of already be in the mood that you're doing the sexy stuff right i mean that like defeats the purpose of of like acting if you have to like and commercial the commercial stuff is different but like you gotta be in the moment when you're doing the audiobook narration. See, I would have been like, if you gave me an actual Culver burger, I probably would be able to do this significantly more realistic versus yoga. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we have we've we've gotten Culvers here in, in, in Orlando, and oh, oh my God, people went so nuts. Good. When it yeah. first um, started, you know, they they started popping mm-hmm. up in the different little places, and yeah, they're good. So. I love it. Mm-hmm. I was like, because you know, I had friends in the Midwest and in California and they're like about this and that. I'm going, no, not here yet. And then boom, like, <laughs> okay, now I know about Culver's and yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was fun. 
and uh, mm-hmm. got to know you. Yeah, oh, hubby. Is he going to the convention? <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know, he he's gonna be in the city because he 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 might be getting um dual citizenship to Italy that day. So oh wow! We'll see. <laughs> yeah, he's um he he and my son are both applying for dual like birthright dual citizenship to uh to Italy. Wow. So we'll see. They're going to be in, they'll be in the city. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, honey, look, you remember that first gig that you got? Come on over. See what you could have been. Um, <laughs> you could have been working from home and doing all these sexy stuff instead of the yogurt. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Before we go, can you tell us what you're currently working on and if you can share what's coming up next for you? Um. So I've been doing a lot of work for the author Siobhan Davis. I've done a bunch of her books in the past, but um, I just finished Vengeance of the Mafia Queen. So that's another one of those dark, 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 sexy. Um, it's real. It, it, it narrating that one felt really good. It was very uh, cathartic. <laughs> Super, exactly. Super strong, super strong female character just taken down the jerks. And I loved it. Um, And then another book for her called Incognito, which is it's very different, not mafia. This one is uh, about um, a uh, musician who goes undercover because of, of somebody stalking him. And then he and the central female character, um, strike up a relationship but she doesn't know anything about him being this famous pop star and it's it's also it's it's a slow burn one that uh when you get to that when you get to the connection oh it's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything else that you can share um i am also doing another book by penelope sky called lesser evil um this is another like alpha male super sassy um super sassy female character and um just dark underworld um uh the diamond trade um yeah it's uh it's dark (laughs) (laughs) But she writes such great, strong female characters. So I I love doing that kind of stuff. Perfect. Yeah, no, we just added a bunch of other books to add to our our list of books to read and listen to. So thank Mm -hmm. you. You're such an enabler. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we love it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you again so much for spending the time with me, Ramona. I really appreciate it. And it's been so much more fun. Uh, getting to know you mm-hmm. thank you so much yeah and i will be including all your social media links in the post over at baby enchantress of books so everyone that has been listening to us can follow you and for those that are attending allure she'll see you there pass by the table say hi ask about the hubby no i'm just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> and again thank you everyone for listening and until next time happy listenings Thank you to all of our audiobook-loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Michelle Bastard, Brandy Schmidt, April Branson, 
the audiobook loving podcast has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening. Happy listening.